Hello and welcome to a unique episode of League Lore and More. This is a, a League episode. I guess we can discuss, um, or we will be discussing uh, some certain rumors and happenings of the League of Legends professional off-season uh, that have kind of been leaked and come out in recent days. And I will give an update on the uh, team draft results, uh, even though the World Finals are this Saturday, November 6th, between Edward Gaming, EDG, and Damwon Gaming from Korea, China versus Korea. And... But uh, the team draft competition is already over. Uh, as we will out, we will get into it uh, after the intro. And I'm not really sure how long this podcast is going to be. Uh, it might be a little difficult for me at times, and I'll get into all of that uh, when we get into the meat of the episode. Um, I'm sorry for not posting last week. Uh, just didn't wasn't able to secure a guest for the time slot that I wanted to record and so I ended up not doing the podcast because it wouldn't have really worked uh, just me doing it so I do apologize for that and we will continue to be weekly again and F ne next week we will try to get Atreyu back on and we will kind of go through the whole entire world's tournament if he's able to find the time and we will crown him as the champion of the team draft uh, but that's what is in store for this episode and I hope you guys enjoy <laughs> Okay, so um, I guess I will start with the, the team draft that we did a few weeks ago with Atreyu, and it was it was a lot. Of, it made Worlds more fun to watch when the teams that you're rooting for aren't there, or the ones that are there that you're rooting for aren't aren't doing well. Uh, it gives you kind of more incentive to watch and to enjoy it. Um, after the first round robin, and we'll get into all this next week if we can get Atreyu on, but after the first round robin, I think it was like he was up 14 to 10 because there's six wins in each round robin per group. So times six times four is 24. So 14 to 10 he was up. and But things were not looking good for me based on how teams were playing. Uh, 14 to 10 was, I think, really the best case scenario for what I could have done with the teams that I had selected. Um, and directly after selecting our teams, news came out about certain teams that I picked, about having to sub in players. And so that really crushed uh, my, my roster a little bit. And... But the second round robin, the second week of group stage, um, 
I can't remember what the uh, the final tally ended up being, but um, I benefited greatly from tiebreaker matches. I got a bunch of more wins uh, from teams playing in tiebreakers to get out of groups. Uh, he had some teams that just took or just suffered a, a historic collapse in the second week and uh, it ended up being that I got five of my teams, five of my eight made it out of the group stage and he only got three and so I was like feeling really good. I had a, I had a points lead and but then when I kind of looked at it I realized that oh he has three if not the three three of the four or five best teams in the quarterfinals um and sure enough uh three of his all three of his teams made it to semifinals and I only had one team make it and but even then we were I was up, I was up one point still at that point with him having three teams remaining and and me one but at that point he's going to eliminate one of his teams cuz they're both playing each other in the semifinals so he can't get double points from them so um if EDG had lost to Genji in the other semifinal we would have to wait and see who wins uh the uh the world finals on Saturday to determine the winner, but EDG ended up beating Genji, so he has both of his teams, both the teams in the finals are members of his roster, so there would be no no way for me to win anymore, uh, and so I will gift him a skin. We never determined what the prize would be for the winner, um, but I will, I'll gift him a, a skin in the game, and so that's kind of like the good news, even though I lost, it was still a really fun thing to do. And, I, you know, something that people can do on their own for competitions like that, I, you know, it's it makes it similar to like, you know, March Madness or all these other things, even though uh, Riot does provide a bracket pick them for the world championship. Uh, I always do so poorly because I, I have so much hope for teams that historically don't perform well at Worlds, uh, specifically the North American teams. And so every year I think, you know, oh, this is <laughs> this is the year they may get get going somewhere, and it never is. But um, that's what being a sports fan is. And as a Lions fan, um, all you can really have is, is hope most of the time. And... So I lost that this weekend. Uh, my The Lions went to 0-8 after getting completely demolished by the Eagles. And But the silver lining this weekend was that my Michigan State Spartans beat uh, the Michigan Wolverines in a extremely entertaining game. And it's, really, it's the first college football game that I've actually sat down and watched this year. Uh, I'm not as much into traditional sports now uh, that I as much as I am into esports. And but it was super entertaining. The running back had five touchdowns, almost 200 yards, and starting to get some Heisman buzz. Um, 
but it's always good to beat Michigan. But we have two really tough games coming up, Penn State and Ohio State. Um, Penn State has looked pretty poor lately, but that just means they're poised for bounce back. And Ohio State is Ohio State. They're a wagon. They're a machine. They are the equivalent to pure evil in college football. And I'm not sure if Michigan State has the star power to do it, but I'm going to go in thinking that they will do it. And we'll deal with the aftermath of that when it comes. But um, on to the more... Uh, poignant purpose of this episode and kind of the more main reason that I wanted to do this episode um, because as we get into it um, the reason I'm doing this is just to try and move past some some news that recently came out uh, regarding the uh, the offseason and you know players switching teams moving teams um, and and that is um, the uh, the decision of the uh, legendary uh, iconic player of his name is Bjergsen. His name is Soren Bjerg, but uh, his his summoner name that he goes by, you know, in the game and that everyone knows him by is uh, Bjergsen, uh, B J E R G S E N, and um, he started i believe in 2013 he was on a team called ninjas in pajamas it was 2013 2014 uh but i know in 2014 he uh, joins tsm team solo mid they're the team that i root for and so that's all the way in 2014 that's seven seven years ago and he has been with that organization for the past seven years he so i started playing league in 2014 and you know when you're playing league and the client you know in between games you'll get notifications or there'll be links on certain pages encouraging you to go watch professional league of legends uh usually usually those are there when the games are going on you know, you can click a button and it'll take you to the live stream that's ongoing. And so, you know, I click one of those buttons and there I am watching TSM, um, watching them win the LCS. And of course, then that makes them, you know, my favorite team, uh, which you might, you know, oh, bandwagon or whatever, but uh, I was new to it. And so I, and I liked their players i like the persona and the the thing that drew me the most to that team was the way you know bjergsen played and how dominant he was over every single other person on the rift and the meme for the majority of bjergsen's career on tsm is that it was bjergsen and four wards you know which, I mean, that's disrespectful to the other players, but people were, you know, they thought that it seemed like Bjergsen was the player on the team and that the others were just there to basically provide vision for him to beat the other team by himself, essentially that he was carrying the team by himself 
for years. And I mean, parts of this, parts of that, there's truth to some of that. He is, he was a very dominant player and he overshadowed a lot of good things that his teammates did, but he also cast a shadow over the bad things that they did and kept them from being exposed as much as they could have been. And it, the, the, the thing, the, the news, is that Bjergsen retired at the end of last year, at the end of 2020, after a underdog Cinderella story, TSM won the 2020 LCS Summer Finals, and they then had a very poor showing at Worlds, not winning a single game, and then he chose to retire. And that was a very hard moment for me. Um, but I eventually grew used to watching him not play, be, but it helped because he chose to be the head coach of the team. He stayed with TSM the year prior. He had signed a contract extension and where he was granted ownership of the team, like of, of the organization. He got a certain percentage of the ownership stake quite small I'm assuming but that was still a very landmark um, occurrence and it had not been done prior to Bjergsen uh, getting that level of you know respect and faith put in him and so he's the coach of the team all of 2021 and he's a good coach and you know, I can, there's still his presence on the team. And, and that was really reassuring. And I grew to be able to watch LCS and not feel weird that he wasn't playing. Uh, I, I learned to, to love the TSM roster that they had formed without him and to enjoy watching them play. And they still gave me, you know, heart attacks and gray hairs whenever I watched them play because I just wanted them to win so bad. And so, you know, at that point I knew that, like, I was able to be, that I had gotten past him not playing anymore and that, you know, I could still enjoy LCS. I could still enjoy TSM um, even though the person that I had watched from 2014 until through 2020 the person who had brought so many championships to TSM who, you know, year after year, entire rosters getting changed. Bjergsen, you know, he, he was still there. He was still, he's just this calm, cool, collected figure who just made his teammates better. He just gave everything that he had his work ethic was incredible it still is incredible um and it was just a really a, a constant like in my life when i'm when going through a lot of changes during that time during a you know when you're a young adult uh and your your life your body your mind is going through constant change and among other things, Bjergsen being on TSM and watching TSM and watching them succeed for the most part for all of those years was really a constant in my life and something that I really came to value. And 
appreciate and that I tried to make a focal point of, you know, my hobbies. You know, I, I really moved away from traditional sports and and watched mostly just LCS, partially because of the availability of it. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have cable TV or even regular TV. I don't watch much TV. Like, you know, LCS is free to watch on YouTube uh, or Twitch or a couple other places. And so that was just, you know, something that was very or has been very important for me. And so it came with shock and heartbreak when a couple months ago it was said that Bjergsen was going to return to professional play. He he wasn't going to be a coach anymore. He was going to come out of retirement and be a prof professional player again. And nobody thinks that he has lost a step or anything like that because you get a good look at the behind the scenes um, of an org like TSM. They film it, all of the, the processes and everything, and they put out a video each week. And so you still see how driven he is, how driven he was to be a good coach for the team. And then a couple weeks ago or a week ago, the owner and the GM of TSM put out a video saying that they offered Bjergsen a contract to play for them. And he said that he was going to look elsewhere to play. And that he said that he wanted to play with one player in particular. And that that player wasn't said uh, in, in these comments. But TSM said that they reached out to this team, asked if that player was able to be purchased if their contract was able to be purchased and they were told that no that players was that player was not for sale um, and so essentially you know that means that Bjergsen won't he won't be a part of TSM next year going forward um, or possibly at any point after that um, and so I was looking at it from two ways before I heard that he had only wanted to play with one person in particular. And my first thought was that if he wanted to return to Europe, because that's where he started. He's from Denmark. He, Ninjas in Pajamas, was a team over there. And if he wanted to return to Europe, I would, I'd be at, at peace with the situation and it would suck, but I'd be okay. I'd still watch him go play on another team over there. But from the sounds of it, he's he's not going back to Europe. It sounds like he's probably going to Team Liquid. Uh, everyone is speculating that he is wanting to play with Court JJ, the support for Team Liquid, uh, who just really has a similar work ethic and presence over his team similar to what Bjergsen has over TSM and I think Bjergsen wants someone like that because there hasn't really been someone that shares that exact same drive and passion that he has. Doublelift definitely had it to an extent but you know this is Bjergsen's decision obviously we have to respect what he wants to do but it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck and I 
hopefully we'll be able to have a repeat of last year where I, you know, over time, I, I learned to, to love watching LCS again, but it's going to be extremely difficult to watch any game where Bjergsen is playing against TSM and it's going to break my heart and I, I really don't know how that's going to go other than what I just said, but it's going to be weird for everyone, I think. And, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And, you know, I would wish that he would come to realize that next year and, you know, return to TSM. That is the ideal situation given what has already come out. But once a player leaves, when they come back, they're never really the same they're not he he wouldn't be the same Bjergsen that he was from 2014 to 2020 um it just it never really works out like that they there's something missing and we've seen that with other players at times like perks going from G2 to Cloud9 something was lost along the way and now he's going back to Europe from the sounds of it but if he were to go back to G2 which he won't but say he went back to G2 it, it, you know people would be talking about the perks of the past versus what perks has become and what I mean by that it's just a, a lesser player so I, I don't think I'd be wrong in saying that if in 2023 Bjergsen was back on TSM I don't think that I'm not sure that he'd be the best player on the team anymore I think between all of the emotions and what has transpired since something something intangible is lost that creates uh that shift in the way a player carries himself and just plays the game and so that's kind of just those are my thoughts on that and I just kind of wanted to speak it out loud in, a, in an attempt to help further and further my my process of getting past this it's been very very difficult to comprehend and I've, I've done a pretty good job of not thinking about it very often but when I do it's just pretty powerful emotions and so this was an effort to help see past um, what is happening and I think it has been helpful so I appreciate you guys listening to my soapbox and I'll be back next week, again, hopefully with a Treyu to talk about the team draft and the end result of Worlds, but also November 6th or 7th, it's one of the two days this weekend, Arcane will launch on Netflix, the animated show, it's looking really hype, you should check out the trailers, and
maybe we will have some episodes where we discuss uh, those episodes. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon.